Hello and welcome to the Friday edition of Ronnie Barber of Kilta, live from the Gated Community. How are you? How are you doing? Uh, thanks for all your uh, listener figures. This good. It's been good this week. Uh, a few more people uh, joining the uh, the Kilta Club, the Off Kilta Club, the OK. I better watch because it, sometimes it comes out as something racist. We don't want to do that, do we? Certainly not. Um, theme today, musical theme is, I didn't. I don't know why I didn't think about this yesterday, but last night I was uh, thinking about the programme, programme, <laughs> the podcast, I was thinking, oh, we should just do, because uh, uh, Leaky Sue, you remember we talked about Leaky Sue, Cruella Braverman, Braverman, uh, she's getting advised by MI5, uh, how much she can say and how much she can't say it, and I think the bottom line is, just shut up, all right? I think that's the kind of bottom line for her, so... Um, I thought that would be a good theme for today. We can do uh, we can do uh, tunes about shutting up and keeping secrets. So we'll do that. I don't usually go topical, but that would be quite nice. Uh, what have we got for you today? Uh, Muskie, uh, he's, uh, he's bought Twitter, my mate Muskie. King Charles, this is news you don't need to know, but I tell you anyway, okay, just to let you know. Um, King Charles breaks with tradition. Uh, the show bollocks news, uh, Ghislaine Maxwell and Paddy McGuinness's ears uh, feature. Uh, a woman who's got a phobia about Scottish people, um, in this case there's anything else. Oh, and I've got a nice wee clip. Um, when misunder misunderstanding happens on the telly. Uh, so let's get going. Uh, theme is uh, is uh, songs about shutting up and keeping a secret. I'm going with this one first of all, please, if you don't mind. Look at them, look right through them That's when they disappear 
Jackie Sue, uh, we know, uh, is getting guidance at Cruella Bravo, but been told, shut up, stop saying things, stop sending their emails. She's still on the job, though. But there's a theory going round uh, that the reason, because they reckon a deal was done between Cruella and uh, what's his name, the new Prime Minister? Oh, God, what's his name again? You know, it's Richie Sunak. Uh, and she said, you can have my voting, uh, my um, you know, support, if you promise to give me the Home Secretary job. So that's all happened. But uh, he reckon, people are saying, well, maybe the reason he's hired her so that she, she cocks up again and he can get rid of her. And that's him. He's stuck to his side of the bargain. She'll move to the back benches and be totally bitter and twisted even more than she is. So the news, as I say, this is the news that you don't need to know, but I'll tell you anyway. Um, this is, it kind of teeters on the edge. A lot of you who don't use Twitter don't give us stuff. But for a lot of people, this will make a difference because uh, my mate Muskie, Elon Musk, and I do hope he has got a Musk named after him, Elon Musk on Thursday formally took control of Twitter. This has been rumbling on for ages. They've been, you know, it's who gets the parking space, uh, this, who gets to use the coffee machine maker on a Tuesday. Oh, it's all been that kind of bollocks going on. Uh, Elon Musk on Thursday formally took control of Twitter, having made a high-profile visit to San Francisco headquarters the day before and tweeting on Thursday night, the bird is freed. Now get this, as soon as his 44 billion... 44 billion takeover was finalised. You think about, you think what you could do for um, for the world if you had 44 billion for starving people? Can you imagine? Anyway, he wanted to buy Twitter. Uh, it says 44 billion takeover was finalised on Thursday night. He fired the CEO, the chief financial officer, uh, general counsel, and head of legal policy, trust, and safety. Hmm. Musk himself will take the role of CEO, according to sources, who spoke, who spoke to Bloomberg, although he may cede the role in the long term. So Musk is in charge. Musk in charge of the Twitter. And he says the bird is freed. So the person who's been banned from Twitter for a while is Donald Trump. Maybe he started some other um, alternative thing, truth, truth something, Twitter is... Um, uh, Musk had publicly criticised the leadership team and challenged them over their policies. In particular, regarding censorship, uh, several of the five were escorted from the building on Thursday evening. See, it even happens then. I don't think I've ever been escorted from a building when I've been fired. I'm usually out before that happens. <laughs> I never have a desk to clear. Uh, Agr Agrawal, uh, who is who is Agrawal? Agrawal is, is, is she... Uh, uh, is that the chief financial officer? Anyway, we'll walk away with 42 million, according to an analysis by research firm Equilara earlier this year. Ex CEFO, uh, the financial officer, Siegel, uh, not George, uh, who was the man behind Donald Trump's Twitter ban, has also received a handsome sum of 25.4 million after being fired by Musk on Thursday evening. This deal completion comes at the 11th hour, just one day after Musk was going to be dragged back into court after being sued by Twitter for a back and forth he had had over whether he was going to buy the company. Billionaire Musk is set to hold a company-wide uh, town hall meeting on Friday after finalising the deal. Good luck if you work for Twitter, everybody. I do hope you've got other jobs to go to. I'm not saying he's going to... Well, he's fired half the, the board, so that's going to happen. Uh, let me play a wee clip here. I like to wee wee clips. Now, uh, we've talked about Fox News on this programme before. It's a right-wing news network. It's not news, it's entertainment. They've even said that. They even call it an entertainment programme. Um, now, what you've got to remember when you listen to this clip, 
right, is there is a TV show on uh, Netflix called You, and it's really good. Um, so Laura Ingram, who is, uh, she's a right-wing hostess, uh, she, she's a bit of a bum, uh, she's got this show business guy on, she has a show business uh, correspondent on to talk to her uh, about show business people, you know, show bollocks news. Um, now, you've got to remember as well, this is kind of this was recorded during the kind of pandemic and, and other sort of outbreaks and everything. So <clears throat> here's what happens when the correspondent doesn't have a clue or the, the presenter doesn't have a clue what the correspondent's talking about, and it ends up like this. You know, I was watching an episode of uh, You where measles came up. Wait, wait, wait. When did I mention measles? I don't know. It was on You. What, 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 what was on me? What are you talking about? What is the, the measles hearing what I'm the saying? I never had the measles. was on You. We never did a... <laughs> We never did a measles and vaccine episode. Am I, is this a joke? I know, I don't even know what you're talking about. It was on you. It was on you. I've never had Raymond. I've never had measles. What are you talking about? This is stupid. It was an episode of a show, Laura. What's it called? You. What is you. About? It's called you. I've never done a show on measles. I. I just completely give up. We gotta get. It's out of a this. show I, I give up. called You on Netflix. There's a show called Laura Ingham on Netflix. Never mind. About? I'm moving on to Adele. I can't explain this to you. I'm moving on to Adele. <laughs> it's a show called You. Now, this is uh, for any young broadcasters or everything. If you are going to do a bit into your main program, make sure you've talked about what, you know, just, just have it kind of set up so they know. <laughs> it's a show called You. I've never done a show on measles. Uh, right, next up, uh, songs to you should shut up. Uh, recommendation to shut up uh, for Leaky Sue. Let's go with this one.
episode of uh, You where measles came up. Wait, wait, wait. When did I mention measles? I don't know. It was on you. Wait, what? 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 What was on me? What are you talking about? Right? Is Raymond hearing what I'm saying? I never had the measles. Kilter live from the gated community. It's Friday. I'm going to try and persuade my wife to let me go f- uh, for a couple of pints this afternoon. Only go for a couple, only a couple. In one pub and maybe go for a couple in another pub. Uh, the theme today is uh, for Cruella Braverman, uh, Leaky Sue. MI5 advice to shut up, don't speak, no doubt. Good song. Right then, uh, again, let's stick with the whole thing of all the news that you don't need to know, uh, but I'll tell you anyway. Now, this is definitely in the category of you really don't need to know this, but I'm going to tell you anyway, it's right in that thing, because it'll make no difference to you, but the papers think it will, uh, the newspapers. Uh, right, King Charles may break a royal tradition to make change to Kate Middleton's role. Yeah, I could, oh, you're all sitting up, aren't you, you devils, you? Um, this comes after Charles already broke royal tradition to expand his pool of advisors to five and gave them authority to assist if he's out of the country or unwell. Uh, palace sources believe that Kate, alongside Princess Anne and Prince Edward, could be brought in to act as councillors of state. Uh, this comes after Charles already broke the uh, royal tradition to expand his pool of advisors. Before Queen Elizabeth II's passing... Oh, email, thank you. Uh, before Queen Elizabeth uh, II's passing, these positions were held by the then Pri- uh, Prince Charles, Prince William, Prince Andrew, and Prince Harry. Prince Andrew's still trying to get a gig, by the way. And Prince Harry, who's about to bring out a book called Spear. And it's his memoirs, and there's a whole lot of stuff. It could go to the show box news, but I decided not to. Uh, he's got that book coming around. It's supposed to be explosive. Uh, we're all chosen as they were the next four in line to the throne, and we're over 18. Prince Philip also held this in, uh, position until he retired in 2017. However, currently if the monarch is in, uh, absent, uh, state business such as approvals for most appointments and legislation or to change the prime minister, you know, because, well, that's a regular gig, isn't it? Who is it this week? Sunak. Okay, who will it be next week? Gove? Uh, well, it's, it's, um, and, and allegedly it can be conducted by two councils of state. It's been speculated that Charles, uh, speculated that Charles will strip Harry and his disgraced uh, brother Andrew from their roles as either uh, neither currently working members of the royal family. Yeah, they're not earning any bucks. One through choice, one because he got the big E. 
However, in a surprising twist, and you don't get many of those in the, uh, the Buckingham Palace, royal sources have confirmed the king will not allow his son and brother to suffer further embarrassment caused by their separate departures from the firm. The firm. <clears throat> Well-placed sources suggest there may be three additions to the current list of five. Queen Consort, who is Camilla, the Prince of Wales, him. Oh, that's um, Prince thingy, Kate's husband, William. The Duke of Sussex, who's, that's Edward. The Duke of York, who, and Princess Beatrice. Oh, good. Fergie's kids are going to get a look at. I worry about them. They should be getting some kind of high profile. A palace source said no one will be excluded. The pool of councillors of state will be expanded. This is for purely practical reasons. It's practical, ya bams. As the king and queen consort are likely to be away, where are they going? They've just taken over the gig. They're not taking another bloody holiday. As could the Prince of Wales, and it's only the right thing it's tended to. The source added a formal process would be necessary. Well, he's the king. Why does he need a formal process? He just needs to go, that's the way we're doing it. Got it? Got it. Move yourselves on. Um, the source of this, uh, it'll begin from next year. Dr. Prade Prescott, Dr. Craig, they've got somebody to talk about it. Well, you have to. Dr. Prade Prescott, a constitutional expert at Bangor University, said, Is that, Didn't we have a lovely day the day we went to? Bang, was it Bangor? Day we went to. Didn't we have a lovely day the day we went to Bangor? Hmm? said the changes could be simplest way of dealing with the problem and adding Kate to the list would be unprecedented. Unprecedented. Get it? He added, it almost makes perfect sense. It does. It deals with the present problem in that there are not enough working royals to act as councillors of state. This is the simplest way of dealing with the problem. In that legislation could specifically make Prince Edward and Prince Anne councillors of state. I like Princess Anne. Princess Anne. She's, you know, Princess Anne, not Prince Anne. Adding these are already there. Adding the Princess of, Princess of Wales is unprecedented, but also makes sense. So if you're organising somebody to open a hospital or something, you might be able to ask for Princess Kate. Uh, she could come along and do the ribbon cutting or anything. Uh, next song up on Don't Tell Any, on Don't Tell Any Secrets, Keep a Secret, uh, is this one.
with the Beatles version of that. Uh, do you want to know a secret? I, could, I think I could have done The Shadows or the Billy Fury. Uh, you listen to uh, Off Kilter with Ronnie Barber, uh, live from the Gator community, um, on a Friday after, or Friday morning. It's just gone 12 minutes past 11. I do these live. Yeah, I do it live. I don't pre-record anything apart from the clips and everything, but uh, just thought you'd like to know. Uh, right, time for... Show... Show... Show bollocks news. Yeah, show, I, I struggled a wee bit today, to be fair. Uh, but there's stuff that kind of flies around that kind of, you wonder, is this show business or is it criminal business? Here's the, the criminal show business. Ghislaine Maxwell, Ghislaine Maxwell, uh, you remember her? Yeah, spotted jogging in sunshine behind jails, barbed wire. Well, she's she's going on with her life. She's, you know, dressed in a standard-issued grey T-shirt, sweat, uh, matching sweatshorts and trainers, convicted tech. Teen sex trafficker Ghislaine Maxwell pounds out the miles in Tallahassee, Florida, US. Uh, running in Florida, son under which she once enticed and groomed minor uh, girls uh, for abuse, Ghislaine Maxwell jogs along her prison's track, dressed in this standard grey you know, T-shirt. Uh, all in the presence of uniform gut warders and uh, and uh, roll on of, and upon a roll of what? Only the presence of uniform warders and roll upon roll of oh, razor sharp barbed wire that keeping it in, thank God, provides a reminder that the women dressed in similar attire are actual prisoners. Prince Andrew's pal, Maxwell, <coughs> don't, don't, don't mention that, <laughs> pictured outside for the first time in almost a decade, was captured behind Federal Correction Institute, Tallahassee's fences, where she's set to spend the next 20 years of her life. Good. She's going to do a lot of jogging. She is going to be like, if she jogs, she's going to be like super fit. Her early morning runs are part of the monotonous and controlled regime she lives under. The way this is written, you think it's a really bad thing that she's in prison and she's having to live a monotonous and controlled regime. The four-lane uh, tr four uh, prison track is a world away from New York's Fifth Avenue sidewalks where she once shopped, partied and dined with her aristocratic friends and grooming and all that. Despite her age, the six-year-old is known among inmates to be a fitness fanatic, sometimes beating other much younger women in the race. Ghislaine is incredibly fit. So it's, uh, she, just so you know, she's managing to get on with her life and she's running and she's going to be incredibly fit because she's going to stay there for 20 years. Another show bollocks news uh, story is uh, a lot of stuff flying about about people getting uh, face jobs done. Is it face jobs? Face uplifts? Yeah, fillers and everything. Uh, Paddy McGuinness admits he had a secret plastic surgery done. Uh, this is definitely show business, show bollocks news you don't need to know, but I'm telling you anyway. Uh, Paddy McGuinness admits he had a secret plastic surgery done and discovered the doc was dodgy. Paddy McGuinness, you know, Paddy, he's on, uh, what is that when he's on that one? Sh show the uh, trout to the rod. Show the banana to the skin. That show, the dating thing. Paddy McGuinness said he doesn't plan on having any surgery to keep him youthful, but he did reveal a previous procedure while talking to Keith Lemon on ITV. He revealed it had this done when he was younger. The comedian appeared on Shopping with Keith Lemon on Thursday night, never seen it, when he was asked whether he had any plans for plastic surgery. The 49-year-old, who split from his wife, Christy McGuinness, was recently confirmed, explained that he wasn't sure he could have done what he could have done as a man, but opened up about a past surgery. The funny man said, I don't begrudge anyone uh, doing it, but I think we could have done, but could you have done it as a man? What? 
Keith suggested he could have his Keith suggested he could have his ears done before Paddy went on. I've had them done. Oh, actually, uh, in my old medical world, getting ears yeah pinned in a wee bit because sticky out ears were quite a thing for kids growing up. Uh, I've had them done. I used to have massive sticking out ears, and I always had a. We used to call them uh, Gary Lindkers. I've always had a problem with it. The surgeon who did it, I thought, well, there's something not right with these. About two years later, Panorama's on doing an expose on rogue surgeons, and he's on it. It seems to take me out post doesn't plan on going under the knife, as Keith put it, uh, to keep him looking younger. That is today's... That is today's show bollocks news! OK, then, let's go back to the tunes, then. Uh, let's go back to... Uh... Shut up! Dance, jump, bombs.
the moon and uh, shut up and dance with me. Um, right into the last uh, story. The news that you don't need to know, but I'll tell you anyway. This has got me, uh, I've gone, I've gone, you know, when you go. English woman's phobia of Scots accent makes her feel sick when she hears it. Oh, really? Like every girlfriend I've ever had when they heard my voice. She said, if I hear a Scottish accent, I literally start to panic. A woman who's terrified of Scottish accents has revealed that the fear is so severe that it causes her to experience heart palpitations and nausea. That's most of the experience from any girlfriend I've ever had. Kirsty Baker was even turned down dates because of her irrational fear and winces at the sound of the Celtic twang. Oh, the old Celtic twang. You cannot beat a bit of Celtic twang. It's lovelier with a wee bit of vegetables on the side. Uh, going to stream less to avoid at all costs, the 32-year-old from Hampshire switches off the TV and radio as soon as she hears the accent and has been doing so since she was a child. She said, if I hear a Scottish accent, I literally panic. I feel sick. It's awful. Kirsty first became averse to the accent where she was, when she was 10 years old while attending a boat show with her parents. A man on stilts... <laughs> Oh, I should have read this before. A man on stilts sporting a traditional Scottish Tam O'Shanter hat and red wig approached her. It's the clown syndrome, isn't it? Kirsty explained, The man started speaking in a thick accent and the way he looked and sounded just terrified me. I ran away and hid behind my parents who weren't scared of the Scottish accent. Since then, I've been so scared of Scottish voices. Recently, Kirsty was in a supermarket when a customer started talking in a thick Scottish accent. So petrified, Kirsty dumped her shopping in the aisle and fled. The phobia affects her dating life too. She'll avoid men whose online profiles say they live in Scotland. Some of them might be English. A lot of people... Yeah. She explains, I've had a few men message me online and the moment I find out they're from Scotland, I ask if they're Scottish. If they are, I explain my phobia. Well, that's a good pickup line. Most of them think I'm joking, but when I tell them I'm serious, they just find it hilarious. I tell them, I don't have anything against Scottish people, just their voices. I've definitely missed out on some good-looking guys because of my fear. Aye, you have, hen. You have that. Aye, you can. You could have had the man of your dreams. I said, um, despite the sound making her uh, feel nauseous, not everyone takes it seriously. Kirsty's older brothers relent relentlessly mock her, breaking out in the accent to tease her. They're always taking the mickey out of me, imitating the accent of the blue. They don't realise how triggering it is for me. I have to leave the room. So seriously, let's be serious just for a second. This is a phobia, a real phobia. She doesn't even watch uh, Doctor Who when David Tennant was on it. Or Sylvester McCoy. Um, because he had an English accent in Doctor Who. I didn't realise he was Scottish until a few years ago when my mum told me. If I want to watch TV, I'll check if any of the cast are Scottish. Oh, I take the high road of rubbish or a uh, taggart. Nobody move. There's been a phobia. Unsurprisingly, Kirsten says she'll never visit Scotland. <laughs> that would be my worst nightmare. That's all the show, all the news that... You don't need to know, but I'll tell you anyway. I'll be back with you on Monday. If you want to email me any themes for the uh, music or the show, then uh, just uh, uh, email Ronnie at ronniebarber.co.uk. Last one up, a little blessed conversation, please.
Start walking. 